Uh, we're recording. So yeah, I I I came up with the new Persian Times sort of as a play on words because um, I have a New York Times subscription. Um, me, who's I'm, I'm very much into aesthetics and like the way things are presented. So I just love the layout and I just like, but it they were lacking. I was very disappointed in in the gaps of their reporting with regards to what's going on in Iran. So I was like, this this is not good. This is you know there need there needs to be more more of this more the voice more amplification on the voices. So I I looked up the the domain name and the Instagram handle. I was like New Persian Times. Let me just see if it's open. And sure enough, it was free. So I took it. <laughs> so that's what it was. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. So for how how have you been feeling? How are you doing? Like how is your you know just kind of with everything going on, like what's what's going on? How are you feeling? Um, uh, I mean, we, we we talked about this a little bit um, uh, without being recorded, but um, the last few days I've been, I have to say, I've been a little bit depressed after that last big protest. Um, it was uh, so intense and so beautiful. And, and I invited um, a lot of the people that I met newly through the protest and through the protest performance. So a lot of them were musicians and actors, et cetera. I invited, um, uh, uh, you know, a lot of them to my birthday Aww. because I felt I wanted to uh, have a space where, um, where people who are giving all of their time that they have besides their work to the cause of the revolution. Um, so mostly diaspora Iranians and and a handful of my friends who aren't, but who who want to support me, you know. Um, so um, I I just handpicked the people that that uh, had touched me in the last few weeks um, because I I went to the protest myself in the beginning and then I started to meet people and. Uh, it, it it was such a good idea because I think what 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 we all need, um, you know, besides um, this all being over and successful for the people, obviously, um, is uh, th we have to make sure that this is sustainable. Um, I see many, uh, um, including myself, who are not able to sleep these days, who are constantly on their phone, like what's happening in Iran, what's happening in Iran. Um, those people who have connections to Iran, even more so, obviously, those people who, who speak Farsi, um, uh, of course, even more so. Uh, but even for um, people like me who don't speak Farsi, I mean, I understand a little bit, but 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 I don't speak fluently. Um, it, um, uh, uh, you know, what I've noticed is that there is starting to be a burnout and and uh, and it feels very uh, privileged to even be able to say that, oh, I've, I've burned out because, you know, I'm 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 watching what's happening in Iran. Um, it sounds horrible, but we're all human beings. And um, and I think it is really important that we in the diaspora we keep strong because um uh we have to at least emotionally lift the people in iran up um we can't be there physically um mm -hmm. 
but but we can be, uh, be there uh, psychologically, emotionally. We can be there and we can be their voices. But we have to uh, also make sure that um, uh, we don't fall into a depression and into um, uh, too much anxiety and, and uh, burnout. And so um, I think celebrating the culture um, has become my thing. Uh, has become cooking Persian, um, educating people about things that are Persian that don't have anything to do with the tyranny because uh, here in the West, people don't know um, what Iran was before the revolution. Um, and a lot of people are too young to even know, you know, they, they weren't alive. I was alive. And, and I was in Iran just before uh, the revolution. I was a kid, and um, you know, uh, it it was it was a pretty great place. It was the Paris of the Middle East. It, and, really, it um, really was. Yeah. Yeah. How old, how old were you when you were in Iran during that time? I can't remember. Just you know, I was like five or something. Wow. You know, I was I was very young. I I remember Bastani. Oh, and I remember, you know, I, I remember very few things from that time. Uh, I, um, uh, but, but it was totally free. And, and, you know, I can see it from, from the pictures from before I was born, uh, all my aunts and um, everybody, you know, walking around in mini skirts, like, mm -hmm. in, you know, everybody you, you used to wear um, uh, during the time. So I think um, that uh, for me, the thing is, to uh, rediscover the culture, because as a um, uh, as an uh, Iranian who doesn't speak the language, who has you know one parent Iranian, the other parent German, I um, my dad, who sadly is no longer um, with us, he passed away a year ago. Um, God, this this would be so. Thank you. This would be so um, emotional for him this time, um, and and I believe that that those who have passed on are helping from the other side. I I I can feel it, um, and absolutely, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I I I could add on to that, but you please finish your thought. Yeah. Oh, I'd uh, I'd love to hear if, if you if you've any uh, any like oh. magical moments of, but yeah, yeah. yeah so it, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I I I just wanted to say for my father, um, uh, when I was growing up in Germany, um, you know, most of my childhood, um, for him it was most important to get his children to be safe and not to be regarded as other. So mm -hmm. he made sure that we are passing, you know, that we are Germans and that we that we don't get too involved in the Iranian culture and the Persian culture. Mm. I think part of it was was also his heartbreak about what happened to his country. He never wanted to go back. He wasn't one of these Iranians who went, oh, I, you know, I'm going back every year and just, even though it's it's horrible, um, I, uh, I'm i gonna keep it going. He was like, I, I tried to go several times and he always said, don't go, don't go, it's dangerous. Um, you know, if they find out who you are, you're gonna be held back, 
you know, all these things can happen. And, and, and so for me, um, the, the Iran, the free Iran that I saw as like a, like a little child, um, uh, turned into this monster, into what in the West we see as Iran in the last 43 years. And not that there weren't horrible times before, but since then, it, it, it has become such a autocracy, such a tyranny um, that um, I, I, I think people just went like this. Mm-hmm. They went like, oh, it's, you know, Iran is, is women decked out in black from head to toe. And they are all like that. And the violence, it's just something that happens. And the brutality, like, I have nothing to do with it. And it's it's great to see that now the West is waking up, not only to the atrocities, but I, I also see people waking up going, what is the actual culture? Mm-hmm. Like what, you know, and anybody who comes in contact with Iranians is like, wow, this has really nothing. The people have nothing to do with this atrocious regime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's, there is this uh, cognitive dissonance when it comes to certain cultures because, you know, it's also a a combination of, it's multifactorial, but it it starts with the environment, like our environment in America, we, there isn't isn't enough exposure in our culture about Iranian community. When it Mm -hmm. comes to the Middle East, it's always the same, let's say, you know, and you're in entertainment, you, you would know better that people get typecasted in certain roles, you know, life sort of mimics art art mimics life during like the bush bush war and all the middle eastern roles were just terrorist 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 and then you got newer shows now like um i'm not sure if you're familiar with this comedian uh his name is rami he's like this young of course. oh my god of course. the most funniest show i have ever seen and oh it's so good it's so good such a good job like you know i i would you i wouldn't do you, would you call that a satire or is that a satire? I, 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 I would say maybe satire it comes close. Yeah. Yeah. And... My friend Rosa is in it. She she plays his cousin. Oh, okay. Okay. He's my neighbor. Rami's my neighbor, neighbor too. <laughs> nice. Nice. I saw yeah. I saw five episodes of it because that was the I love stand-up comedy because like I love to laugh, you know, because you yeah. have to, you know, like those moments where you laugh where you like you lose your breath. I have to feel that at least once every three days or at least once a day. Yeah. So I, I watched Rami during like, I believe the first month of Massa, which I was going through a really rough time. And that helped me kind of break through. It's like, okay, we can see the silver line. We could be lighthearted about it. Um, but going back to what you said about your father and the spirit of him sort of speaking you up and awakening, awakening to you, I, I have very vivid dreams every night. Like I just have these visions. I don't know why. I just, I've always been like that. And the first day where I started this quest on trying to be very proactive, u- utilizing my creativity, because I feel like, I, I mean, I was born, raised here in New York. My entire <laughs> life in the eyes of the Islamic Republic is a crime. I would be one of those dead in the streets or for whatever reason they want, just because I have a U.S. passport, whatever it is. Yeah. So I thought to myself, what is the one way to fight back? Because they have this 
you know are you okay with the noise in the background i have to can you hear the the oh i them? don't know no i don't know you don't no, hear no, no. it no, I, no. i have workers outside they're making oh, no a lot of noise. sorry sorry i didn't want to interrupt no you. no I no worries i actually have two of my dogs here they were like running around actually let me take them outside guys you want to go outside oh this is this is remy i see your peachy this is remy hello remy say hello how are you hi remy oh my god he's so cute and then i got this one too <laughs> This is Nash. <laughs> so oh my God, they're adorable. So the first night where I started to be proactive, I took a, a I cried for like two hours because I was listening to very, very sad music. Because I, I, when I feel an emotion, I'm very, I should have been an actor because I feel it so much. And I was crying my eyes out at like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. And then I took a selfie and there is this normally like the red eye when you have like the, when you have lighter eyes, you have a red eye. Um, the photo effect was black. It was like a black, like a, like a very, like it wasn't my, eye, my pupil. It was like inside my eyes. It was a very, very, and I've been in photography for like, since I was 15 years old, I've never seen this effect before. And I felt, and I, and in that moment, um, as I was crying, I felt the souls of the dead speaking through me. Mm. And I almost felt like this was like a window into the soul. It was very creepy. It was very, very creepy. And I was like, you know what? There's no turning back. Mm. This is this is the trajectory of my life now. I will not stop until the Iran becomes free. And this is going to be my life's work from now on. It's like my life just changed. And then there was mm. that at the night of the, at the day of the protest where you gave your beautiful performance and, you know, Maz Rabani came. Yes, I. You know what? I missed Mars. Yeah, I yeah, was I on think the other left. side. Yeah. yeah, I, I had, I had left because I can't remember what it was. Oh, I was going upstate. Um, oh, okay. After that, yeah. So I had to get back to Brooklyn and 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 go upstate. But I saw that he was there, and I was so sad that I missed him. I love yeah. him. So there was. A, I took a. I positioned myself to get you know some footage of him. And as I was doing that, he like he was like fumbling with the megaphone because I bring the sound equipment for the girls so they can use it, you know, so they don't have to spend money. So like I paid for it. You can use it. Do what you want with it. But he was fumbling with the microphone here because he had some like technical difficulty. So I take the thing from him and give him my microphone and I have my iPhone taking a video and he's like chanting like a like a thing. And I posted this 15 second real clip and all of a sudden it goes viral fantastic i'm like if i'm gonna go viral I might as well be on the right side of history doing it but there's a lot of mixed mixed things on there so i, I don't know i hope he's okay because it's kind of like you know apparently he I, and i didn't know this he was a member of nyack in the beginning and now he's speaking against it so people are upset that he was once a member of this organization i mean what people are not allowed to change their minds now, you know, like I just, I don't, I don't try to get involved, but all of a sudden my face oh. has become, become this thing where it I was is like, you know so what, now difficult. that it's out there. Yeah. I mean, what's, what, what, what is a shame is that you, you, you see now Iranians um, uh, working against each other yeah. and, oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, we haven't even won the revolution yet. It's, it's not in here yet, but, but um, that is sad 
And that mm. is um, uh, something that is so stupid, but you know, it happens in every country yeah. um, because people don't have the same uh, ideas about who should take over, right. you know, and. Yeah, well, that, well, that's the whole, that's another reason why I started this platform is to have an open dialogue and to have this conversation transparent and, and have the public be aware of it because good ideas, this is how good ideas emerge from. There's an emergent truth that arises when two individuals speak in a long form discussion. And then it may not all be good, but maybe 10% of our conversation is worth noting. And yes. this is something I feel like our culture in America does not do properly because, you know, we have like a, you know, like the news segment only gives us what, 30 seconds to speak on a topic. And then it's constantly oh my God. With commercial oh my God. interruption. I mean, yeah. This is not how the world was built. Copernicus, Galileo, you know, Newton, these are Da Vinci, these are brilliant minds that shaped our world. What is it that what is the insight that they looked into? They saw deep into the laws of nature. And and and, and if we're trying to look and, and Iranian culture is obsessed with the past. We just love the past. Just, <laughs> I, I don't get it. Like they were so nostalgic for the past and and believe me i we i tapped into that grief when i captured your performance by the way amazing performance it was such a good i cried so much as i was shooting it i didn't know how i shot that performance i was all over the place crying my eyes out and i cried even harder putting it together mm. so I try to yeah, just yeah. tap into that grief so people can feel. Yeah. Because you guys brought the grief of the Iran of Iran and you brought it here to New York. And I well, I, I I mean the 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 people who put it together. Um, uh, I I thought it was so clever to um to use the actual voices and the actual um text, so to speak, and also visuals of what's happening there and making a collage out of this, those people obviously who know the slogans, who know the stories, who know the people who got killed, um, who know the joys, the moments of joy of Nika, of Masa, um, all these girls who, and, and now boys, this little 10 year old Kurdish boy, it's just so devastating. And um, to put this all together so that a group of people can mourn together, um, I thought it was, uh, it, it really was the closest to the origins of Greek theater that I can think that yeah. I have ever experienced. Um, because I didn't feel that it was a performance, really. Um, I wasn't performing, I wasn't like working towards an emotion. Um, uh, it you know everything was happening because of the power of the 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 content you know and because it was a protest you know it's a protest performance so it was a protest that was rehearsed and that was part of the performance was the rehearsal itself but but all the tears that were shed and also some of the there wasn't that much laughter, but some of the joyful moments were um, fully experienced. I, I don't think 
uh, nobody was acting, you know. Oh, I mean, that's what a great performance ultimately is, exactly. you know. Yeah. So um, I, I feel very, very honored uh, to, to have been part of this and, and to know such great people. I mean, the, the young generation uh, that's coming out of uh, uh, Iran, the young diaspora, um, uh, they are mostly younger, I have to say, and also younger than me. Um, uh, they're really awesome. And they, they, they're not as stuck in the past and not as stuck in, 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 in intrigue and working against each other, but it's really is, is about freedom. It is about really embracing all um, expressions of um, love, LGBTQ plus, um, and, and, and all uh, different, um, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, different nations, instead of being so stuck in that in that old way yeah. there's not so much tarot with the young ones no i no. i i feel it's it, it it it's like truth and 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 transparency and authenticity and all of the things that um here in the west we see you know life coaches um, uh, uh make millions of dollars yeah. with with all those things but we see it like the the young generation they're no longer having all that yeah. crap yeah know? they they it's time sometimes it's definitely changed i mean i've i've always you know to, just to add on to tarof i mean I, I our culture is very flawed and we have this um arrogance to our culture as if you know considering the fact that yes our history is very rich it dates back hundreds of thousands of years with kings and dynasties. And, but, you know, again, we just have this obsession with the past, like as if, you know, we were mm-hmm. part of those glory days, if you want to call them glory days. What, what is it, what is it mounted to today and the yeah. future? And Tarof is one of those elements in our culture that I also feel is flawed because it's a lie. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're going to be honest and truthful, one should not lie. And, you know, there's one thing to be, you know, kind hearted and there's this offering of a gesture, but, you know, not with such insistence, the way, you know, certain Iranians like to insist on the Torah, like, no, 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 let me get the, and they start fighting over the bill, over this stuff. It's like, dude, if you want to take the bill, by all means, get it. I offered, but you said no. And now you, because when you, it's much easier. And if you want to live a healthy life, it's much easier not to lie. Because when you lie, how many threads of lies do you have to remember before, before it collapses? When you, when you speak your truth, there's, it's just, that's all it is. There's no web of lies that you need to remember. Okay. I said this to this person playing these silly mind games and It's just, it's one of those tragic things. I mean, I could go into the other aspects of our culture too, but there is a deep, deep wounded trauma in our culture. And the trauma has been compounded because one, we don't recognize that there is a trauma. Um, Our arrogance and our egos probably have a blind spot. And I'm not, and you, and you mentioned life coaches too, because it's funny. Um, A lot of, a lot of these fake gurus like to exploit the fact that oh it's your ego and you they want to exploit certain pain and suffering that people have so you can turn to them and you know like i have the answer to your problems um 
it's not it's not the way that I think. I think everyone has a power inside them. They just don't know how to access it. And I think from looking at yeah. things from a different perspective will, will kind of allow that. And, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's interesting time. It's I've you know, I always thought part of me was very optimistic that I would see some some change and with 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 Iran because all my life I grew up here, but you know, I'm very well traveled. I've traveled the world and I've been to Iran twice. Um when once when I was nine years old for about six months and I celebrated my ninth birthday there. And back then I had I loved Michael Jackson. So I had this like long haired mullet. And I went there and, and, and the, 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 the police and all the men, all, everyone's like, make sure your daughter wears a scarf. And my mother's like, that is not my daughter. That's my son. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the second time I went there and which, which I remember it was part of my childhood that I distinctly, it was such a beautiful country. And it was so much love and hospitality, uh, hospitality. But Ugh, the, the hospitality. one thing was this stupid laws that they have. As they got, if they got rid of that, it would truly be heaven on earth. Heaven yeah. on earth. Yeah. And the Absolutely. second time I went, I was sixteen. I went there for two weeks for my cousin's wedding, and then that was the last time I went. And my mother has very much the same attitude as your as your late father. He, after my grandmother passed. The last time she went to Iran was in 2010 to go to, you know, to bury her for her funeral. And she never went back again. She's like, there's nothing attaching me to this country anymore. It's mm -hmm. like America is my home. And mm -hmm. she remembered, I think, in the early 80s when she went to go um, bury her, bury my grandfather. Because she was an American citizen at the time, they gave her such shit at the at the customs that she felt so harassed by her own people in her own country that she had this horrible taste in her mouth and it ruined, ruined the whole concept of Iran. And then when she came back to America, the TSA uh, agent stamped her passport, gave it back to her and said, welcome home, man. And mm. then my mom, my mom was like, this is my home. So it's, it's very emotional. This is, this is personal for so many people. And even for yeah. Even for people who don't speak Farsi, you don't need to not speak Farsi to feel that empathy, that love. Like, I'm not Jewish, but I don't need to be Jewish to empathize that six million people passed away because of that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think there's a there's a new, if you didn't come out of COVID changed, you are a lost soul. COVID <laughs> should have been the wake up call. Yeah. Yeah. For the, everyone to see. The last exit. Yeah. No, for sure. I I think, um, I mean, for me, um, I've always been very um, proudly Iranian. Um, uh, I, I've always had that. And, and my dad used to look at me bemused, like, why? Like, why do you want to? And I remember um, uh, we had a big birthday um, uh, for me in Paris when I was living there. And that's when I hung out with, with um, a lot of my friends were Iranian there. I was working with Sharaf Mashkin Galam, mm. the, uh, you know, dancer and, and actor. And, and my friend Laya Tarkaman Louis, she was uh, teaching me uh, songs in Farsi and Rumi poetry. And, and we would dance all night, you know, having the musicians there. It, 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 it was a really 
what we call it, uh, large dog, our our golden era. Because, um, you know, we didn't have children and we didn't have to think about responsibilities and we were free. But um, I, I used to wear a lot of uh, Iranian costumes. We, we used to do the Darvish dancing oh, literally for hours. That. I mean, we were very into the into the spiritual aspect of the Persian culture. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I feel that with with you know for those people like me who weren't born in Iran who don't speak uh who are not part of a big Iranian uh culture uh even in the diaspora um I feel that I am rediscovering or finally discovering the other half of me that has been buried that had to be buried because it was too painful to open it up yeah and um I, I wish I could discover it with my dad, you know, and I wish my dad was here to see what's happening. Um, he always talked about the strength of Iranian women. He, he always said, look at these women. They're more educated than the majority in the world. They are beautiful. They are strong, you know, and um, he always talked about the, in the Iranian women and how strong they are. Never about Iranian men. Um, yeah. always about the Iranian women. I would argue, I, I will totally concur with that. I And I'm one of the things that I, so, so funny you say that because I'm starting to realize that so much of what's going on and not just Iran, but like all over the world, it's really a failure of men. And that's another reason why I started to step up and do this too, because it makes me look bad. You know, like I'm single, I'm a single guy. It's not easy to date in today's world. And um, my last relationship sort of felt like a, a bad marriage, but we looked really good, you know, <laughs> like we looked really good together. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's not easy to find someone, you know, like you can be compatible with and someone who kind of gets you because we're all a puzzle piece. It's hard to find someone that fits fits it completely. And men are very very we turn a blind we have a lot of blind spots but we turn a blind eye on being vulnerable it's that it's not easy to be vulnerable and you know I, I i'm 38 years old and i'm crying more than i ever did in my life and i don't even care like i don't i don't see it as a weakness in fact i actually see it as like every time i feel that emotion i feel it i penetrate another layer of the onion of my ego and and when you when you do that you just see the world differently it's not it it does something neurochemically to the brain to do that women do that more than men they're more they're more empathetic they're more conscientious um you know but you know we're a lot alike but we're different at the same time it's like a beautiful mosaic this is life i mean i was a bio major so i studied life so i'm always like the silent observer like a wallflower kind of just seeing the branching of trees and roots and realizing when in my anatomy class, the branching of arteries and lungs were the same of the same geometry, the lightning, yeah. the neural, the neural. So you realize there is this deep rooted connection and human beings, we've been around for 1200, what, 12,000 years ago now, 
at least new recent archaeologists are saying this before they thought it was 6,000 and now it keeps going older and older and older. I would love to see, you know, once Iran becomes free for us to go back to the ancient ruins of Paris police and see what what's buried underneath that ground and see, you know, since we're so obsessed with the past, let's really look at our past and see what made us to where we are. And well, sure you'll we... find it in the British Museum and in <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, oh my God, um, they, there's a lot they, of anger. they know how to get treasures out of the countries, you know, worldwide. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, yeah. But um, I, I think you, you are um, uh, tackling a point that is really important, and and hopefully um, with this new world that 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 everybody is creating collectively. Um, what, what will happen is that uh, two things, that men will be able to, um, uh, to be more empathetic and to allow themselves to be vulnerable. And uh, the newer generations, I think, um, are, more, are, are being taught that uh, from a younger age. And women will be able to stand up for themselves and speak up. Because the two things that we don't get um, taught is men don't get taught that it's okay to be vulnerable. Women don't get taught how to stand up for themselves, speak up mm. for themselves. Mm. So, um, so we have this internalized patriarchy that is ruining everybody's life, yeah. lives, not just the women, but also the men. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think we can, for once and for all, dismantle this bullshit that has created so many wars and so much um evil behavior mm -hmm. um you know and and work together absolutely. you know absolutely yeah. I, I took all genders absolutely i um you know i i have so it's weird i have like a a bit of a split split feeling about certain things but again i'm always changing and i'm always evolving so one of the things that I realized, it's I don't think it's so much. So I took a, a, a upper division bio, bio biology class in my, in my college, and it was one of those classes that changes your life and like changes your outlook on things. And the whole crux of this um, course basically describes what made us who we are. How do we get from like, you know, jumping the genetic time from chimpanzees to Australopithecus to Homo sapiens and. And one of the things that he, this is a theory that he had tested, and it's, I don't know if it's still, if it's concrete, but this is what he said, is that basically, it's not our big brains, it's not the opposable thumbs. All of that is an effect, but there is one cause that caused all that. And he says that it's the non-kin social cooperation amongst different tribes. So the concept of, we are not genetically like part of the same family, but the fact that I'm able to co cooperate with you, you provide a certain value, I provide a certain value, and this is what allowed us to, you know, survive and pretty much, you know, destroy or the other species that are, I guess, under threat. Um, but I also, but there is also reason to believe that certain species of Homo, uh, whether it's uh, Homo erectus or Homo sapiens, we were all living together at some point, and there was some interbreeding going on too. So that's that's a whole nother can of worms, but. It's very, I, I do believe that our non our non-kin social cooperation is the key to unlock this transition to moving forward. And it's very, very difficult for Iranians to kind of collaborate and have a shared vision because we're so passionate. 
So we have, you know, we're too passionate. And when we grieve, we feel it. When we're angry, we feel it. I mean, I I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but I brought the two organizers together for this Saturday, the Saturday protest. Um, I'm not sure if you you heard of it. I mean, yeah, you did. You posted it. Um, I brought Women, Life, Freedom together and the Farrakhan group together. And I met that I met the Farrakhan group in DC, um, just because I'm running around shooting my camera. I'm like, who are you? Who are you? To get numbers? Let's let's make something happen. This was like my small way of contributing. And there's some disagreements, as there always is. And they fear that. They fear disagreement. And I said, it's okay to disagree. It's okay, as long as you want to speak, speak your mind, feel heard, because everyone wants to be heard. So, yeah. but then I tell that I tell the I tell the other guys. I'm like listen let them speak whatever you have to say it's it sounds like common sense but when if you are who you are and you're not someone who takes criticism or you're not someone who if you're if you're trying to find yourself in this revolution or you're trying to find yourself in the past it will not work you have to be able to let go and accept things as is and do your small part to kind of be a part of a collective collaborative group and be mission driven because at that point it doesn't matter who i am it's about what i what i can provide the skill set and not inflict my vanity on on the cause um but this happens in everyone every culture you know it's not we're not we're not I mean we're unique but we're not unique in that grand scheme of things no 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 i think everyone a, is going a, through it it's a it's a human thing absolutely it's a, yeah it's um, a flaw in the human condition for sure yeah yeah I have to understand more about um, the division. Like, I can't speak to that. I, I heard about the Nayak thing. Mm. I uh, I did support them for a gala once. Um, but I did, you know, do I really know that they are um, uh, supporting the things I stand for? Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know why Maz uh, uh, went against them uh, and 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 what did that division? I mean, it's it's not my forty, and I'm going to let others uh, speak about these things to know yeah. more about that. And you don't yeah. have to. I I, I you know um, I personally don't. I'm not like a Nyack expert. I don't know. I'm very new to all of this myself. I heard about them when I was in college because again they're like what they call themselves National Iranian American Council. So. At that time, and when I was in college, I'm like, okay, let's see what they're about. I, I but I never joined the group. I just kind of, I, I was like a part of their email thread, and they would send me like emails mm-hmm. and stuff. But you know, there's so much palpable anger right now that it it destroys common sense and reasoning. You know, just because, just because, like you know, like human beings especially someone as social as you and I, you I mean, you're an act, you know, you, you meet people, you know, and what they see a photo with you and all of a sudden you're the enemy guilty by association. You don't know. You just met this person, you know, like you can't vilify everyone. There's an anger, but directed towards the right people. You can't just, there's too much collateral damage. And we saw it with the, we saw it with in this country with the black lives matter. Like everyone's just so upset. If you know, do this, do this. It's like, well, if you are so impulsive, and you give in to every impulse, you are susceptible to corrupt, being corrupted and being guided down the wrong path. You know, I've learned to exercise more restraint. At least I try to. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Is there, so is it, are you, um, are you working on anything new? Are you, are you working on any projects at the moment? Yeah, I'm going to work with a young uh, Lebanese uh, female filmmaker. Uh, we're going to um, uh, make a little movie um, in January. Nice. We pushed it a little bit um, because there's just too much going on. Um, so, so that is something I'm working on. And I, um, I did a show in Edinburgh this year. Um, originally, I, I started in upstate New York, um, a show called She Slash Her. Mm. Oh yeah, I saw and that on your website. About, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all about women's stories. And um I would ideally love to do uh, one special edition with the uh, Iranian diaspora. Um uh, just with um uh, women uh, telling their stories. Mm. Um the, the the framework is always the same, but I use music, I use video art, I uh, you know, use different aspects. So um, I would love to create something like that, but I I believe in um, in 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 pay, so I I need to um, speak to some people, need to raise some money and and make it happen. I wouldn't want people to do this without um, uh, getting paid. It's different for yeah. you know protest performance, but but I would like to do this in a proper theater and. Right. Um, so I'm speaking to some people, seeing if, if that is something that that we could do. I I would like to just bring more of the uh, the culture on stage. Recently in New York, we've had a lot of great uh, work by Iranian uh, women. We had three or four shows back to back of Iranian women, written by Iranian women. So mm-hmm. Nastuzi had two plays, and uh, yeah. Um, uh, my friend Marjan Shad, she's in like every show right now um, yeah. in the city. So, so they, there, there is a change and there is an awareness that is happening, which is great. That yeah. is great. We are. I think all we can do is to help support it and to help uh, keep keep it keep it alive and not let it kind of die out. Bring it yeah. to our social media, promote it in any way we can. Would, you know, definitely whenever, I mean, I would love to help out in any way that I can too. So, you know, like if you, I wanted to go to these protests and get people interviewed on camera, but they're so scared. So it's like, that's very hard to do. So I try yeah. not to, I try not to do that, but if you ever need my help in, in any way, you know, cause you were so great in the last film, last, I don't even want to call it a movie. It's just the video. <laughs> so. it, it is, but it's beautiful. The way you put it together. It's so beautiful. It's very impactful very moving yeah it's 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 so i I, my my creative process is really it begins and ends with the music and finding the right music really helps bring that emotion and then i did i took elements of the sound and kind of dubbed it over because it just yeah it's one thing to see it and just have music where i see a lot of people do um but when you have that voiceover and you hear the sounds of the of that day it just, it really brings it to life for people who weren't there. And that was just really my goal is just using, I'm just a medium that trans, that translates or extracts the pieces and just try to bring it out to the world. I mean, Brian did one recently. I saw the one, um, the one that you guys, that was it he did? Yeah. With, with I believe, Omid and Ariane. Ariane, yeah. Um, he literally um, recorded it yesterday. Yeah. 
That's amazing. I would I would love to use that on on one of my films if it's possible. If you don't mind asking, if it's okay, I'll sign a non disclosure, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, I I I would ask Arian Moy send him a, oh, a yeah. okay message and and tell him that that you spoke to me. Okay. Um, I mean, who can? I I I think you can probably use it. I don't know. I mean, I hope people are not just taking it and putting it anywhere. But if it helps the cause, yeah. I don't think I um uh, uh he would say no. But but he might say no. I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think he'll need your your touch. I've actually met him, um, on one of the one of the demonstrations at Washington Square Park. And that was the first day I brought my sound equipment. So I, I helped out with the, with the organizers. And, you know, again, they were having some technical difficulties. So I was the one holding the megaphone and all that stuff. And I saw Ariane in the crowd. I saw that he looked familiar. And then he gave me this look and I kind of gave him a look back. I'm like, get over here. You want to say something? I know you. You can say something. Come over here. So he comes over and, you know, he comes over and then literally he's standing on the like the stone right right next to me and I'm literally holding him up making sure he doesn't fall and that video oh, also went viral too I, <laughs> so I, I, I saw that your... video Pardon? I saw that video yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was me <laughs> so literally awesome. like it was me and Ariane and he gave this amazing inspiring speech yeah um, so it was me and Ariane and Mia Maz and now slowly but surely i'm slowly getting it get it becoming like a like in the background like a what do they call it um the actors who stand in the background what do they call them uh um, extra extra background I'm, artist it's a background artist background artist yeah that that's that's me i'm just in the background you know um <laughs> no no I, I we did exchange numbers but i i texted him once but i don't I, he probably he probably gets so many messages i don't think i i think he's in budapest right now i think he's filming right now oh yes nice. yeah but if if he doesn't uh um answer then send him a, maybe an instagram message sure or or if you if you start the message with i just spoke with nicole ansari then you know lovely lovely i have to i have to if he does i'll have to treat you treat you out to a kebab at some point as a token <laughs> of appreciation <laughs> well miss abzi all the way well, miss abzi, <laughs> oh, so that was another thing i ask I, I, every one of my guests what's their favorite what's their favorite food so far you support miss abzi so that's two oh, miss abzi yeah interesting sure. the um do you have uh any interesting plans for thanksgiving i'm inviting all the strays all, all right. my stray friends um uh and yeah we are we're having dinner here oh. um or lunch um you know and we're just inviting people who don't have family here. oh that's so sweet oh that's so nice yeah we're, we're just staying home There's nothing too crazy but i have this um uh amazing i took all the like i'm a big foodie since i review restaurants so i love food and um I collected like all the Thanksgiving like articles of like the food section of New York Times. And I'm like, because I, I spend re like quality time with my mom. That's another reason why I'm very passionate about this stuff. It's because my mother is, she felt like robbed of, of like her childhood and everything like that. So every single day, Nicole, from morning to night, she is on the phone. And the, before I even say good morning to her, she's like, these motherfuckers. It's like everything, like nonstop, like right before, like she's, so I'm like, Mom, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do my part. If it helps, I don't even know if I'm helping. I don't even know. I, I don't know. I'm just, 
Uh, I mean, uh, what, what I keep hearing from uh, uh, from everybody is every little bit helps. And if if just a few people um, listen to this, but 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 get something out of it, you've helped. And and keeping the morale of the Iranian people in the diaspora and and abroad up. Um, when they see that we are supporting them, I think we are giving. Um, them something to 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 continue you know so i think it's uh it all helps and i don't think we at, at this point we have to even ask ourselves is it helping mm. who is it helping you know um i uh, i'm trained as a yoga therapist as well and yoga oh, teacher yeah. and at one point i was i was teaching um uh, prenatal yoga and all my prenatal moms became moms so my class was thinning down and um at one you know and i kind of asked myself is it worth it to come into town just to teach for three people and then one day and i asked myself that like give me a sign please you know like the great knower mm-hmm. um the and source. The source. there was one the source and there was one student and i went oh god you know the 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 taxi back is going to cost me more than what i'm making right now is it really worth it like Mm. i said send me a sign you know at least this person is getting something out of it and she said i am so glad that i'm the only person and i said why and she said because i wanted to talk to you about something that happened a few weeks ago you've noticed that i haven't come to class i said yes and and she said well this is what happened we were doing this, what we call the keep up exercise, you know, where the arms are up and it's excruciating after Ooh. a while, the arms start to shake and oh, you're yeah. like, and I kept saying to them, keep it up, keep it up, keep up and you will be kept up, you know, and, and we had music and everything. And I, I had like this beautiful, I think it was Arab music and we were dancing, you know, arms were up, 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 all these beautiful pregnant women. And I realized that I went way over time Um, and I looked at the clock, but I kept hearing in my head, keep it up, keep it up, keep it Mm. up. So I kept it up way too much. You know, they were all looking at me like I was crazy. This woman then said to me, she went home. She was really exhausted. Her arms were throbbing and there was one point on her arm that kept throbbing. She looked at it and it was like this mole and she, immediately said i'm gonna go to the doctor and check this out she had a feeling she went to the doctor and it was cancer oh my god Melanoma? had we not done the keep up exercise so much it wouldn't have throbbed so i understood at that moment that sometimes you don't know why you know you have to be uh, trust your intuition mm-hmm. and be a little bit irrational Mm. And and that helped this one woman and possibly saved her life. Yeah. So I never questioned from that moment on if I have a full class or just a few people because something penetrates. And and the same with, with what we're doing. Every repost that you do might wake up another person, might give another person encouragement. Right. So it's not for nothing. No. I, but we I, do I, have to nourish ourselves we go, do have to give ourselves some rami to laugh cook together with friends dance 
um, you know, do anything that that brings our spirit up. Absolutely. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. Well said. The, to me, this is my, I do all that. And this is my way of therapy as well. You know, conversing yeah. in, a, in a very rich dialogue. This is something I do with personal friends. Like the way I'm talking to you is the way I would talk to any one of my friends. Um, and, and it's beautiful because I've met new friends, you know, yeah. and it's sad yeah. and it's really sad because I realized some of my old friends that were, that are Iranian, some of them haven't even posted nothing. Yeah. And I am just like, what? Like not just one thing. And then I realized, you know what? If you tell a fish to fly, you will convince you can't convince a fish that it's a bird everybody is different yeah you and i look at the t the type of people who don't post their personality these are people who tend to like not live in reality for the most part maybe they because like, we all are born to die we're all gonna die all of us are gonna die but the human psychological defense mechanism is to push that suppress that idea and and fill that void with you know let's say wh whatever it may matter to you but it may not be matter you know it's just something to deflect that and I realize that's what it is and, and going back to what you had said earlier where you were trying to rediscover a part of yourself that was buried it, you know that's what it takes you have to take a hard look at the the part of not just death but the part of yourself that you've been suppressing and knowing that the inevitable is going to come. And there was, I, I don't know who said this, but there's a beautiful quote. It's like every person uh, is born twice. One when we're born and the second time is knowing when we're going to die. And then you could really live. So. Yeah, I don't know about I, that. <laughs> yeah. And I'll I, stay with and, the first one. And my, and my immediate reaction at the time, and this is where I, this is where I explained where I, like, I tried to exercise more restraint because my immediate knee-jerk reaction was to just shame them. It's like, shame on you. But, before, you know, and I even made a video ready to post, but then something in me told me to stop. I was like, you know what? Shaming invokes fear. We don't need fear in this. We don't need fear anymore. We need more love and empathy and compassion. Yeah. At some point on a long enough timeline, they'll wake up to what's happening. I, they don't need me to say anything. I'm just some staying people my are also, Yeah, some people are also just uh, afraid. They're scared. That yeah. um, that something would happen to their family. So yeah. um, I respect that. Yeah. Um, and um, those people um, who, you know, who are Iranian uh, or partly Iranian, who haven't posted anything, um do i judge them a little bit will they be my best friends now yeah yeah you know yeah so this is also how you can find out who are your true heart friends yeah you know yeah no but but absolutely but not everyone's a warrior spirit everybody exactly. is, everybody is different so yeah going back to what you had said about your the intuition of of going harder with with your with your um i was gonna say patient <laughs> but i guess it would be a patient um i the human the human mind there's three people think there's only one mind 
But really, in the human body, there's three. You have your brain, you have your heart, and then we have our gut. And if you yep. actually look at it anatomically, you know, the vagus nerve connects from the 10th cranial nerve goes to our heart and actually, you know, resonates down to our gut. So when you have this intuition where like, oh, you have this gut instinct to do something, maybe your gut was telling you to do one thing, but you couldn't intellectualize it. And one of the beautiful things about being in harmony and being living in the present is having all three of these phasic minds vibrating together in sync and that's what yeah. it means to be fully present and that, that's think, somebody with integrity that's integrity mm -hmm. and i and it's funny because this is i I've, I've learned this as i go it was a journey and i realized like so much of the stress the you know i got you know like i told you med school did not work out i had spent seven years four years of that just studying for a test to hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt I fell into one of the worst depressions on top of a bad relationship. My heart was very, very heavy and my body had reacted to it. And then when I realized, you know, there was many different moments where I learned to just let go, let it go. And then once I did that, my, my soul and my heart felt so much lighter. I like I, right now I'm like a feather. I'm my, my heart is like a feather. I just, and I could drift and move in and out and I'm at peace. The suffering is, is there but i just I, I approach it differently and i realize so much of the iranian diaspora the collective consciousness there is a lot of that trauma and stress that weighs down in people's hearts so whenever i feel someone getting a bit agitated someone feeling a bit you know upset i just take a step back and just learn to listen to them and i just try to become like i've, I've my life has changed now like i'm not the same person you know and yeah I, I, I feel that I, I wasn't very much a person uh, to go out and protest. Um, yeah. I, I hadn't done that really a little bit during Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. But but um, I'm actually afraid of masses of people. I'm I'm not comfortable in, in mass of people. But I uh, something. I don't know. Something has shifted yeah. in this yeah. where I feel like I can't even. All my plans are around when the next protest is. It's not. It's not yeah. like, oh yeah, I can't do it because I'm doing this or that. You know, I'm yeah. looking. Okay, the next protest is then, so I'll do that then. You know, I yeah. shift things around for that. And uh, I was never a person to do that before. I was the um, same, just like you. I I, mm. I never considered myself an activist. I I don't. I still don't. Um, I because activism now has turned into a fad and turned trendy. And I never and I don't like trends. I like classic traditional like styles of things, you know, um, with an element of trend, but not so much. But so there's so many causes now to make noise about to the point where it becomes too noisy. And, yeah. and to me, at my old age, <laughs> silence is the language of God. So anything that kind of brings back to silence and peace you it gives you clarity and right now we live in a very noisy world so but when it when a situation like this happens i just i'm not even thinking i'm not even i just i just like you i just do you know because yeah. this is so this is not like anything else yeah yeah, yeah i mean that's how i start my days is is 
with meditation and silence. And um, that is one of the things I do for myself in order not to go completely nuts. Um, yeah. And no, wholeheartedly agree with you. We need, we need more of that. Uh, definitely, I mean, I'm sure you involve like some meditation and do you involve meditation in your yoga sessions as well? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots, lots, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't taught in the last three years because I had shoulder surgery in the last uh, year and a half, sorry, uh, shoulder surgery uh, during the pandemic. Um, So, um, and and I couldn't even lift my arms. Now I can. Oh, wow. Feels so good. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, I haven't taught, but I was thinking of doing something just for, just for activists you know, um, just to keep the spirit going and get, get a little bit of collective peace. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that'd be a really good idea too. If you ever, if you want me to film it, I'm happy to offer. (laughs) We (laughs) can put out a YouTube video to kind of help because the mental health is very, it's a serious thing. Oh, it's very taxing. And I I, I think it's the number one problem that we have is mental health. Yeah. and it's good that we we you know we live in a time where we can actually address it and actually help navigate through it because you know like I'm a byproduct of the 80s they never cared about that stuff you know like psychological health that's a nut that's for the nutsos that's for the crazies you know it's not about okay there's trauma in this body that needs some comfort and it needs to be addressed um, when we're done, I actually want to mention something to you, but it's a kind of like a little ace in the hole that I have. I would love to share it with you. Okay. Um, one of the things that I, that that's helped me along my journey, um, that I think, I think you would, you would really appreciate. Um, but yeah, is there anything else? I mean, this is kind of like, this is not really unscripted. So if there's anything you'd like to talk about. No, I think, I've, I, I think we covered a wide range. Um, Yeah. Thank you. It was it was it was great talking to you. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for even considering, you know, being being a part of this. I mean, every little bit helps, you know, because this is like my what fourth episode now. So this is I'm gonna put some like, you know, cool house music in the background. And so it's a little upbeat, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically it's basically what it is, you know. Well, are you gonna be are you gonna attend Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I see you, I'm going to give you a big hug. <laughs> yes, yes. It would be nice to meet you. Um, yeah, absolutely. No, because it's, it's nice to, because I, I shot you. I feel like I already know you because I shot you and I edited you. I was like. Oh. I, I remember you. You were at one point on the floor, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all over. When I when I go to these things, I'm like a zigzagging, just going to capture as much as I can. Um, by the way, that reminded me, I actually have a like a like a full segment of when you uh when you talked about like having the bullets and that becoming a fist yeah. i have that that's that's part of like i'm going to use that for other videos as well but um i will send you the full clip if you want oh cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. did you get a chance to look at the the google drive the other videos because i sent you everything. Um, yeah i haven't i haven't had um a time to look at the mm. other stuff oh that's um, okay but but yeah, but Just I one, can. Once, you can yeah. get it though, right? You got it. Yeah. To, okay, cool. Yeah. All right, wonderful. Because I know you asked about the your interview, so I wanted to give you that. 
Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, I did. Did I? I haven't posted it or anything. Yeah. Nope, no pressure. Just you. I, I give anyone who asks for what I have. I always just give it. So, thank um, you so much. No, it was my pleasure. All right. So, wedding one, two, three.